You're listening to Magpie Radio. Pie Night is the official fans podcast of the Collingwood Football Club. Let's listen in to the boys in the Lexus Centre studio. Pies fans, welcome back to another edition of Pie Night. It has been too long since Queen's birthday holiday. My name's Kono. I'm joined by Driver. Welcome, Driver. Welcome, Kono. Welcome, Pie fans. And Sugarfoot. G'day, Kono. G'day, Driver. I'm excited to be back after having the week... uh I didn't actually get up to Queensland, but uh, did have a, have a bit of a spell and fighting fit, ready to take on Pine Art tonight. We we missed you, and we missed each other last week, Pies fans. I tell you what, it is an awful experience losing on Queen's birthday, because what it means is that there is just this empty couple of weeks in your life. We weren't the only ones that missed anything last week, Kono. Uh, fair to say that the men in yellow or white or orange or whatever the hell they were last week had a fair contribution to Melbourne kicking away in a 13-point win. 13-16-94, Collingwood unlucky, 11-15-81. A very negative experience. And I've got to say, this time last year, I was fortunate enough, I was extremely lucky to have gone to the World Cup. You were, weren't you? And Collingwood-Melbourne, obviously Queen's birthday, ended up uh, in Stuttgart, walking down the street, wearing a Collingwood cap. Wearing a Collingwood cap, and a guy ran up to me and said, I can't believe Melbourne people beat us. They don't even like footy. You know, that was last year. This year was very, very different. Last year, I thought it was the start of our period of dropping intensity, uh, young players getting tired and so forth. We've been through that. This year, as Sugarfoot, you pointed out, we were crueled on Queen's birthday. We really were. I said it at the start of the season, one of the early Pie Nights episodes, I said on Mad Pie that one game this year will be decided by this insane interpretation where the umpires have no idea what they're doing. It just happened to be our game. It's Murphy's Law. There's been more than one game. That's the problem. And and look, the thing is, if this rule hadn't been brought in, we, we won't dwell on it too much. If it was last year, Robertson's was fine. But the problem is it's not last year, it's this year, and it was it was absolute rubbish. And, and Driver, it, it isn't so much just the hands-in-the-back rule, which was such a blight on that game, but this stupid interpretation of the deliberate out-of-bounds. Out of oh. The deliberate out-of-bounds and the holding the balls. I mean, how many times did Melbourne players get tackled, legitimately tackled, mm. simply drop the football and it's play on? And then if a Collingwood player does it, it's a free kick paid against them. It's... It's ridiculous umpiring. There's three of them out there. My fear is that next year they'll bring in four or five of these idiots and they're gonna ha- there's going to be four or five different interpretations of the same silly rules. Pies fans, one of the big problems of the game or one of the big issues that affected us early on was Harry O'Brien going down with his, with his shoulder injury. And, and Russell Robertson playing on from behind the point line and, and not being called... Anyway, well, anyway, no, I agree. You can't play on when you're out of bounds. Yeah, it's out of bounds. It's our, out of bounds. Structure, but but the thing is, sorry, driver. What what that's meant is that we're going to have um, a very interesting in in the form of Martin Clark, which we'll announce later on in the show. We've also got. Already announced well, you just it, announced it, Cono. <laughs> well, we'll, just we'll, announced we'll, it. we'll elaborate on it later on the show after on this round and the Mad Pie. But driver, what were some of the the positives out of the game? What were some? Of, who were some of the good? Well, players? I think. Um, a real positive was how Heath Shaw, who was under a cloud with a um, thigh strain, came up and played a fantastic game. And I was, 
I was impressed by the game of Tyson Goldsack. I thought he was very composed, mm. um, really presented himself very, very well. And even a kid like Danny Stanley playing in his first match, we know Danny Stanley's a running player. Yeah. He's not a full back. He had to take on the job on Russell Robertson. But there was one passage of play late in the third quarter when he'd been moved from Robertson. I think he was playing on Colin Sylvia. Yeah, that's the ball right. was coming into half back. And you'd expect a young kid in his first game to punch the ball away. But Stanley backed himself. He was at the back of the pack, backed himself, took the mark, and then looked up, spotted a player inside. I don't remember Played who on it immediately. Was. Played on, kicked it, and the ball went forward. And just to see that confidence of the young players like Stanley and like Goldsack, even though we were having a bad day generally as a team, and Danny was having a difficult day himself playing out of his weight division, they still have the confidence to back themselves. And that's what I love. Sugar... What did you think? I think you, you're spot on with Goldie. He he's not overly flashy. He doesn't do the. He's not like Dale Thomas or you know dance around like Penders. But he doesn't make mistakes, and it's exactly what you want. Like your love child, probably not as flashy and flamboyant as your love child down there, driver. But what you want down in the back line is people who don't make mistakes, and that's the best thing about Goldsack. Look, I thought Danny Stanley showed a bit. I'm glad to see that Mick stuck with him this week. Um, you know, it wasn't his fault that Harry went down and Robertson got fa- some fantastic delivery. You know, we really need to, uh, I guess, step it up in the midfield. We didn't get it, deliver it well to Anthony at all last week. Anthony had a shocker, but he was, you know, had, was grabbed all over the place by Ben Holland, and we were just kicking it over his head. It was reminded me of the days when Sav used to play at full yeah, forward, and Scott used Russell, used, under the Scott ball Russell and, used yeah. to kick it, kick it five yeah, minutes above his it, head. It's yeah. sometimes difficult, though, to work out whether it's the forwards not presenting or the midfielders not kicking the ball properly. I think on Monday, well, it seems so long ago now, it's... So it's nearly two weeks ago. I think there was a combination of both. Let's put it down to a bad day at the office mm. and move forward. That's right. Uh, because We've I don't the think there's anything gained out of us sort of beating ourselves up over it. You've got to remember that after quarter time, Collingwood outscored Melbourne. Look, and, and I think... The, the critical mm. thing also Actually, that's is, a good guys, point. I didn't even think that. We're, look, we're halfway through the season. We're seven and four. To all those pundits that tipped us to come in the bottom four or last, you know, if someone had said to me at the Mark start of the Robinson, season, someone had said to me at the name. start of the season, guys, we'll give you seven and four at the start of the year, I would have taken it with both hands. And a fantastic effort. It's a great platform for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, it's a platform to build on, isn't it? And, and, and it's, it, there's a lot of things to get positive about. Melbourne was an aberration. Let's look forward to Sydney. Let's get on to the votes. And I'll give mine. First off, I thought uh, Jono was fantastic. Kicked a few goals. Really gave us some drive. Robotarx, again, was fantastic. The C's, 2.0. C's come down to $35 in the Brownlow betting. Has he? Yeah, I didn't get on $81, so a bit upset. And uh, and your love child driver, I'll give one vote. Who's that again? Just remind us. Heath Shaw. <laughs> and driver, no, speaking guys, of your love my votes. That drool might well, electrocute you, driver. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. My three votes go to Heath Shaw. Two votes to the ever-reliable, the mate, the man who is just so dependable, Scott Burns. Oh, and, Burns and one vote. Great. There are a number of players I could have given it to. I think Jono played a good game. Tark's played a good game. But in the end, I gave one vote to Tyson Goldsack. Almost as a bit of an encouragement award yep. for <laughs> coming through and really showing that effort we talked about earlier. Conno, how about you? What were your votes? Three to Jono. I think Jono started off the season with a, an ankle injury. Maybe it was quiet, but he's really, really lifted his game. Well done, Jono. Two votes, heater. And one vote to uh, the veteran, Shane Wakelam, playing in his 220th game. Uh, he was really solid, just slotted straight in, replaced Presti, held Neats to zero goals. Fantastic game. And afterwards at the Lexus Centre, we managed to get him up on stage and we asked him 
you know, he's played 220 games and was... What did he think of that umpiring effort? Without going into it again, he said, my wife thought that that was the worst umpiring she's ever seen in her life. Excellent way to avoid a fine. The Magpie Superstore at the Lexus Centre is the place to get all your official Collingwood merchandise. Our hot item of the week is the Nathan Buckley personally signed copy of the Barracas are shouting. At only $39.95, you better be quick because stock is limited. See you at the Magpie Store. We Pies fans are a very, very passionate bunch. Some would say... <laughs> Thank you, Sugarfoot. Some would say... Mad. This week's Mad Pie is Driver. What are you mad about, Driver? I'm mad. I'll tell you what I'm mad about. Many Pie fans might have seen in the media reports about a survey conducted by Roy Morgan Research Roy about who? AFL supporters. And in that survey, you probably would have seen the reports that... Richmond fans identify as being homosexual or above the average. Collingwood fans, above the average, shop at Dimmies or Forges. No, no, no. They shouldn't use dippers. They shouldn't use But I'll tell you what, that survey, the primary part of that survey was, who do Australians support in AFL? Now... Who do you guys think was the number one team? Was it Collingwood? Collingwood. Collingwood. Clearly. Clearly. It wasn't, guys. And it wasn't Essendon. It wasn't West Coast. It wasn't Adelaide. I'll tell you who it was. The Roy Morgan survey showed that 1.7 million Australians supposedly barrack for the Sydney Swans. You're joking. Now, I cannot believe That's right, Trevor. You're right. They barrack. They don't support... There's a difference between You mean they support- go to the theatre? Yeah. There's a difference <laughs> they go to between the supporting theater. supporting is like supporting a child. Supporting is like supporting your grandma. It's or actually, supporting Collingwood. It's actually putting some effort in, going along to the game, putting some money out of your Being own pocket member. and hurting when things go wrong. Not you know just what? barracking and you know, having some vague allegiance to it. But what's that it? like? I mean, barracking... It's unbelievable. It's, it's 1.7 like- million people, and they can hardly get 20,000 to their games some weeks unless we roll up there it's to fill a stadium for it's them. Un- you know, I don't understand it. That's like being asked, being a Collingwood supporter and being asked, do you barrack for? Do you want to lose to Essendon or Carlton? Who do you prefer losing to? That's the sort of thing they ask these people. I mean, Sydney it's like people. asking Martin Clark. They've heard of them. Yeah. they heard of the Swans because they live in Sydney. They say, oh, I follow Sydney. Well, that's as, as much justification is you, Sugarfoot, barracking for the Melbourne Storm. You wouldn't know the front end of a rugby league from the back end of rugby league, would you? I bloody hope not, Driver. But look, it's like asking Marty Clark's family which AFL side they support. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, isn't it? It's It's a totally irrelevant consideration. And we know that it's not so much who barracks or, you know, likes, but it's about who actually supports and is a member and turns up like the average 70,000 people that come to each Collingwood game each week. These fools, these Sydney fools, if you ask them to name five of their players, they wouldn't be able to do so. Yes, they would. Plugger and Paul Kelly. And you know what? And you know what's going to fix those stupid fools? We're going to fix them on Saturday night. I think the Collingwood fans who are up there in Sydney are going to show them exactly what real support is all about. Go Pies! And Go that was this week's On this round, in Collingwood, years gone by. Round 12 versus the Swines. It was round 22 of the 1970 season, and Gun Collingwood full forward Peter McKenna had a field day against the Swans. My first Collingwood hero, the number six. The Swans were then known as South Melbourne. McKenna went out and kicked 16 goals for the day. 
in a season when he kicked the Collingwood record tally of 143 goals for the season. Unreal. He kicked 16 out of our 22 goals, and the Swans only managed seven for the whole day. McKenna might have kicked a few more too if some of his teammates had passed to him in the last quarter instead of blasting away for goal. But the Magpies marched into the final series with a massive 96-point win. He's still holding on to that. That grudge about kicking it over his head. Anyone, driver? The young... uh, hold on to grudges. You know that, Connor. <laughs> the young Pies won the first three games of the 2000 season, but their trip to Sydney to face the Swans was going to be a very tough test. It was a tight struggle all night at the G with less than a minute to go. The scores the SCG. were level. SCG. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. SCG, Sydney. Then the Swans hit the lead by a point when a snap from Wayne Schwass touched the line. The fans started to celebrate up there, those red and white pretenders, as the umpires took forever to decide it was a point rather than a goal. That gave Bucks Bucks. time to set up for the kick out. His mighty boot landed the footy almost in the centre of the ground, where it spilled into the arms of Licker. The former Swan chipped it forward to another reluctant former Swan, Big Anthony Rocker, who marked about 65 metres out, probably 35 if you look at the line markings at the SCG. Uh, it was a long way out, Connor. Pebble, I was there that Pebble, night, Pebbles I can tell you. ignored the booze of the Sydney theatre goers, stepped back calmly, sucked in some air, and unleashed a mighty kick that split the night air and sailed through the middle of the big sticks. The Swans yeah. fans dropped their Chardonnay that was a goal. as the siren sounded and the Pies won by five points. The first time Collingwood played at Telstra Stadium was in round 21 of 2003. It was a game billed as the biggest game of AFL football ever played in Sydney and they promoted it as a game of good versus evil with Collingwood cast as the men in black. Just as we like. And white. As a result, over 72,000 showed up for a game that was played in driving rain. Most of them were theatre guys. What of a surprise. Course. The game was tight and scrappy. What a surprise with Sydney. But with Josh Fraser playing a fantastic game in the ruck, Pebble starring up forward, and Alan Didak did unveiling some of his magical skills, the Magpies spoil Sydney's party with a well-deserved 18-point victory. Great night. And Great Pies night. fans, as we remember last year in round 12, Alan Didact turned it on again at Telstra Stadium. He snared four great goals in a best-on-ground effort. He was well-supported by Scott Burns, Heath Shaw, and Ryan Loney, who tagged Adam Goods fantastic. right out of the game in a fantastic Hard effort. Hard when you play on someone, isn't Last it? year, Very we sure. ended up winning by 13 points, and let's set up the second half of the season by winning again there this week. And that was On This Round. G'day Magpie fans, for more of Magpie Radio's finest, make sure you listen in to The Squawk. Exclusive to CollingwoodFC.com.au, The Squawk features two young magpies every week. The Squawk is the place where young magpies get excited. Squawk! Pies fans, Saturday night in Sydney, round 12, Collingwood versus... The Old Bloods. The Swine. 7.15pm, Telstra Stadium, that white elephant out in Homebush. For those of you not familiar with Sydney's geography, it's like Waverley times 10 in terms of distance. And it's going to be a horrible night. It's like going out to the Altona Baseball Stadium, if you've seen that on the left. (laughs) That's a lovely area for Pies fans that live in that part. Yeah, it's sort of... That's where they filmed the original Mad Max out in yes. that area. And, Sunbury. And, and Altona, and it's sort of a good place to film the end of the world. That's where... Homebush is worse. Spielberg's but, filming his new film about the end of the world. I think. Well, guys, I tell you what, it's going to be an awful night based on the forecast. 
for Telstra Stadium on and Saturday you know night. It'll be it's going to be very wet, and it's going to be winds of up to 80 kilometres an hour. Perfect. So it's, it's like going to be jelly perfect brand. conditions. Point jelly brand. For our young players coming in. All of our young, yeah. Shannon Willie, Willie players will be, uh, be used to that. And the young debutant. Martin Clark Marty. from Northern oh. Ireland. Where the weather, he'd be so accustomed to that sort of freezing cold, windy, rainy weather. Wouldn't he, driver? Yeah, well, I mean, he was accustomed to it from home, and I'm sure he's accustomed to it from Williamstown as well. Last Sunday was uh, basically oh, blizzard conditions was... down there. You braved it, Cono. A few other friends of mine were there. I tell you what, I must admit, I had to leave by three-quarter time. The game was over. We are about ten goals up, and it was But so how good cold. was Marty Clark? Marty Clark, about 28 touches on a half-back flank, and he did this spectacular thing where freezing, windy, gale, rain, you name it, and the ball's sliding along the grass on the wing. He's running at full pelt. Instead of bending over and picking it up, he's actually sort of flicked it up from his boot into his hands and just kept running without breaking stride. Delivered it. I saw that, Cono. It was on CTV. That's and Pi fans, you can watch it too. CTV on collingwoodfc.com.au. You can see what Marty Clark on, did in the wet the, the out there at Williamstown. Yeah, it's on the Willy wrap-up. You can click straight onto it, it was Cono. It was unreal. Who and else he, played well on... Sunday. Um, two, two players, players of note to find out. Two players of note. Uh, one was Shannon Cox played really well in defence, and he'll He's be been playing aimed at against half Sydney. Back in man on under- man. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he, he if he matched up on someone like Mickey, a Michael O'Loughlin. Yes. Um, and the other player was Ryan Cook um, wearing the twenty nine. I thought there were two players wearing the twenty nine last week because he covered so much ground and had that many touches. Well, Ryan's he was been fantastic. Named as an emergency. Well, and, he um, he's probably not far off from making his debut for Collingwood couple, as well. A couple of other big in. Uh, one particularly big one is uh, is Stretch. Chris Bryant's been omitted uh, for a bit of a spell. Stretch was pretty good uh, again for Willie. So Stretch, four ins from Willie. Stretch is due back, and he's going to be. It's going to be pretty crucial with uh, Darren Jolly and, uh, and Spider Everett. Uh, Spider had a fantastic game against Hawthorne last week. Josh seems to have the wood on Spider Everett. He the does. Last few times he's played him, so let's hope that continues. Licker's coming in as well, and the, from the sounds of the weather there you report, go, five oh, ins from Willie. It's going to be. It's going to be liquor. Um, liquor type weather, Again, isn't it? Uh, Playing the reason why old side. Yep, five five ins from Willie because four con four. four. Well, yeah. well if you include right, well, if you, yeah, you know, he's, well, he's on the bit of paper in front of us. But you know, if we include those players, it shows because last week it was windy, wet weather. This week it'll be windy, wet weather. There. Wet weather experience Horse, horses will. for courses. It's great. It's great selection by by the uh, Pies coaches. Who are some of the uh, how will it, how will it be won and lost, and who are some of the key matchups? Do you think? Driver? Well, I think patience is always a virtue at Telstra Stadium. I've I've said a bit before. This ground has the smallest area of any AFL ground. It's quite long, but it's very very narrow. narrow. And inside the forward fifties, the area is very very constricted. So we're going to have to deliver the ball well inside fifty. It's going to be scrappy. We're going to need. Rovers to be able to rove at the bottom of packs, especially if it's windy and wet. Goal kicking is going to be important. We saw BT down at training earlier this week working with our goal kickers. Trav. Um, we're going to need some of our... I think also, given the weather, we're going to need it out the likes of Allen, the likes of Leon. Dids. Davis. To really step up. You know, that crisp ball handling... It's going to be on the ground a lot. I think that's where they're really going to come to the fore. Sydney's got a strong forward line. Um, hopefully the weather will play into our hands with a bit of an undermanned back line. But, you know, we've still got Wakes. We've got Goldsack who stepped it's, up. It's a good good question, though, Sugarfoot. Is it tall man's... Is it a, is it a game for, for big men or is it a game for just the little blokes? In terms of, A, the style that Sydney plays and, B, the weather. 
So I think it's the ball's going to be on the ground a lot, just generally when you play Sydney. A lot of stoppages. Sydney, it is. A lot of stoppages. Our hard bodies, Licker, it's just great to see Licker back in there. Guys like Licker, Brody, Scotty Burns. Brody had a very good game against Melbourne yeah, too. Yeah, I, I agree. Did. I think he started really coming into it. And you could see him getting confidence in his own body. Yeah. Um, having played three or four weeks in a row, he was really starting to get to the tempo of the game. Brody's going to be critical. We know he loves it. Very scrappy, very tight. There's, no Paul, Williams, the There's no Paul Williams, though. Oh, well, he'll find someone else to um, hopefully dominate. And, um, and let's not forget Dane Swan either, guys. I mean, Swanee's probably slipped under the radar a little bit this year because of you know guys like Tarkin, Scott Burns. But probably Dane Swan and Shane O'Brien have been really consistent without being outstanding. Again, it's looking at how many guys we've got to rotate. They're hard bodies. I'm really encouraged about Saturday night. And the more we talk about it, the more it points out to the fact that that midfield um, rotation is going to be critical. And in wet weather, skills stand out. You said it earlier, Sugarfoot. We rely on those exquisite skills of Alan Didak and, um, and Leon oh, Davis to come exquisite. to the fore. If I had to pick... If I had to back one... Crucial player, one critical player to our side driver. on um, on Saturday night. I'm going to say it's Dale Thomas mm. yeah, because he has that combination of toughness, desire to win the footy, and silky skills when he's on. He's had a couple of down weeks, not extraordinarily bad, just weeks where he, he might not have got it all together for four quarters. He came off just as he was. He was looking like being a bit of a game breaker last week, and then came off. Um, Hopefully they leave him on a bit. I mean, I'm sure the coaching staff know a lot better about the ups and downs and how they're running. But And Connor, who do you see as a sort of player who can break the game wide open on Saturday night? I think there's three in three different positions. One, Josh Fraser. Getting out of the centre, getting first taps in the ruck is going to be very, very important to us. Another one is Shannon Cox playing on, say, a Michael O'Loughlin or even a, a, a Jude Bolton, one of those players that plays as a... Uh, we see Sydney have a lot Ryan of O'Keefe, flankers. Ryan O'Keefe, those sorts of players. Exactly yeah. right. The Eamon Buchanan, mm-hmm. Ryan O'Keefe that can play in the centre, but also as a flanker and as a marking option. And I also reckon in that wet weather and in close, this is when we're going to see the handballs and delivery of Scotty Pendlebury oh, come to the oh, superstar. Yeah. And Sugarfoot, I know you're a big fan of Dipper. Look, I'm a huge fan of him. Um, look, I think probably the three key guys, Licker in there is going to add a lot of strength and he'll be so excited. He'll just be really pumped up about playing, getting back into the AFL, back in the big league, and in a huge game against Sydney. Shane O'Brien again, bit of an unsung hero, but Obi's ability just to sling the ball onto the boot and get it forward quickly mm, is going to be really, really critical. And of course, my man, well, my my first love child, Penders. Sorry, sorry this week, but I think Did's slow week last week mm. kicked a couple of points. Uh, he's going to have he likes very his, unlike Dids, isn't his, it? He's got mm. good form at this ground. Really likes it, and Sydney don't really have anyone that matches up that well on him. And so, don't forget, Pies fans, just cutting in there that on CTV, Paul Lecuria is back in the side, and he's on CTV. He's hosting the Black and White Show this week, so you can catch that as well. Um, Paul Lecuria is going to be. Pumped up for a big game. Tell you what, you Connor, are you are the CTV spokesman today, aren't you? You Indeed. are, Indeed. Have you um, been? Uh, have you just been surfing the net all week? Have you done any work at, at all this week? I've tried hard to work, but I mean the quality of the stuff that's what, on there, Pies and, fans. Go and check it and out. And also, not having any footy last week, it meant we were so hungry for CTV stuff. So, oh, Pies fans, if you haven't, if you haven't been Fox on lately, footy for putting on the nineteen seventy grand final. Oh, Fox uh, Classic uh, grand final. Uh, going downhill. Not even Fox footy. Going downhill. Sugarfoot, your your tips. Look, 
Collingwood are going to win. It's going to be hard, particularly uh, Manning, Barry Hall. Hopefully Wakes does it, but without Presty there, it's mm-hmm. going to be very difficult. Colling- Presty. Co- Collingwood to win by 12 points. And uh, look, we've actually got Presty into the studio, studio just to talk about what he thought. Whether Presty, there's been some rumours that Presty's going to start a boxing career or maybe an acting career. <laughs> Simon, what have you got to say about that? He's shaping up to me, Conno. Better go on to you. <laughs> Watch out. Pies fans, I think it's going to be a scrappy affair. The sort of game that the AFL will hate and they'll use all their discretion to try and stamp out this sort of game. But it's always good to have a game that maybe there's less than 15 goals kicked. I think it's going to be eight goals to seven goals. We're going to, we're going to win by about eight points and it's going to be one of those battling, tough, excellent, hard, in-close games. I don't see it as um, a game where there's going to be very, very few goals kicked. I, it won't be a 25-goal per game per team game, but I actually see us kicking 14 or 15 goals for the match. Um, it's the nature of that ground. Even though the, the contest is tight, you can still kick goals. Um, but I do see it being tight. Like the rest of you guys, I don't see us winning by a great margin. Both well-coached sides. I'm going to predict a victory margin of nine points for the Magpies. There you go, Pies. And get on, Pies. We're paying two bucks seventy-five. Two seventy-five. Shh, keep it down, sugar. Keep the odds nice and high. Well, by the time you, we're hear all this friends Pies here. Fans, we're all friends here. Well, I don't. And those one point so seven million me. Sydney supporters can get on Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Pies fans, it's been a great show. It was a bit of a letdown against Melbourne and having those two weeks off, but we are fired we're up for the second half of the season. Come on, come on, driver's house on Saturday night. <laughs> Let's be there. <laughs> Round 12 against the Swans. This is where we launch the second half of the season and our finals campaign. We've had a great show. We've had on this round, we've had the Mad Pie, and we've got Swannies on Let's Saturday. Let's Marty Clark. Come on, Let's go. Go, Clark. So this week, as we say every week, Go Pies! For the good old-